Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, this is Gabby Douglas. If you have an active lifestyle like me, hydration is key. That's why I love the Hydration Watermelon Smoothie from Smoothie King. Blended with whole fruits, coconut water, and more electrolytes than some of the leading sports drinks. Hydration Watermelon is the cleaner way to hydrate with no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. So you can recover and perform at your peak ability during the summer heat. Order online or through the app for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. And there will be no encore. Welcome to episode 125 of the No Encore Music Podcast. Craig Fitzpatrick. Hello, what's up? Colin Morrigan. How's it going, brother? Dahi O'Droni. Hey. hey. Hello. Oh my gosh. What a, what a Big day. Welcome. He is back. Back with a bang. It's been about a month. It has <laughs> been about a month. It's been that long. <laughs> and it's still the exact same heat, it seems. This place is way too hot. Very oh, you warm. mean the temperature very, very as opposed to like your own heat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still the same On heat, fire. man. Yeah, keep that same energy. <laughs> and, uh, red hot, red hot off microphone stories <laughs> that will never be released into the general populace. Eamon Dunphy, however, has been released into the general populace because he's no longer working for Radio Television. Yeah. And he, he wants goes. people to know that it was his decision. <laughs> <laughs> very clearly yeah. his decision. Um, yeah, well, day? 40 years Yeah I'm kind of upset Well he's lost I'm it like he, lo- he long lost it I think When did he lose it What was the moment Did he ever have it uh, He had it when he was like Doing incredible put downs like, Has there been like A greatest moments video Released yet or been, anything like that I think there's the odd Twitter thread Maybe like you know The Rod Little one is in there The Not Quinn one is in there Throwing uh, the pen Throwing the pen Graham Souness All that kind of stuff like Cameron in Jersey He's been brilliant. Yeah. He's been box office television, but I think it's time for him to just focus on his podcast, I guess. Yeah, it's the podcast it's his future. Like. Well, plus as well, I mean, RT and their soccer coverage, I mean, what do they have now? There's like... Richie Sadler. 
No, 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 but I mean as in, like, their rights. As oh, in they yeah. have, like, a handful of internationals. Well, you've been assisting... One Champions League game a week. You've been assisting with the facilitation of the moving of uh, all sports <laughs> to... Vir- Behind the paywall. To Virgin Media Television. <laughs> yeah. I, I, have, I have built the paywall. Yeah. <laughs> brick by brick. Folks. You are the paywall. <laughs> brick by brick. Mm, you can tap the paywall. Um, his podcast is basically... When he doesn't have on like right wing types that storm off, it's oh, yeah. it's him Go on the phone the chatting to John Jones <laughs> and Liam Brady about football. So it's essentially the lads. What you're saying is it's no second captain's like, No, like, well. And it's no no it's encore. Right? It's, it's no no encore. encore. No. God damn it. No no no. <laughs> no no encore, encore is of course a music podcast, not a football podcast. And that's why I'm now gonna talk about Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> right. I don't know how much I wanna hear. Yeah, because you're Cause excited. Because I'm going to see it this weekend, yeah. Okay, see, okay. Uh, Craig only goes to cinema once a year, as we know. Well, minimum once. <laughs> maximum, yeah, maximum, maximum three. <laughs> three, yeah, that's probably a good However, <laughs> having caught up with the Mission Impossible franchise a year ago, I suppose, on TV? Yeah, maybe a bit more than that, but yeah. You watched Rogue Nation. Latecomer, and that was it. And I think it was Alec Baldwin's He is the Living Manifestation of Destiny it's speech. One of the greatest <laughs> monologues. Well, it's actually kind of a dialogue, but it should be a monologue. That made it's me amazing. go, I'm all in. With yes, this. all in. You weren't all in enough to come to the film last night with myself, Dahi, and Mick Galaxy. No, I was doing academic stuff. Yeah. Well, you missed Still, it. Still, it continues. Won't get, into, won't get into massive spoilers. I'll say this. I very much enjoyed it. Oh, good. Uh, okay. It's, it's a, probably half an hour too long, but whatever. I'll take it. Oh, that's fine. Uh, one problem with the film was that there were some very annoying teenage boys in the front row. I don't think uh, that's a problem with the film, Dave. Making a lot of noise and being very disrespectful to what was going on on screen, <laughs> to the point where it got very rambunctious, to the point where someone had to come in and tell them off, and even then... Was it you? No, it wasn't me. Just take your belt off. I was coming... <laughs> was it Mick from the galaxy? <laughs> he, was, I, he threatened to do so, but didn't. That would be terrifying if Mick came out to him. The point is, you know, a bunch of 13 to 15 year olds or not I hope they all choke on their fat vile tongues Jesus come on now that's strong as for Mission Impossible Channeling Baldwin there (laughs) (laughs) greatly enjoyed it Uh, there was a moment I don't want to spoil this too much for you Craig but there's a moment in the film um, there's like a jump out of an aircraft plane carrier thingamajig right not really a spoiler Uh, (laughs) a halo jump and there's a moment in it where like something happens something shocking occurs right Mm. and it's delivered like it's a very cool moment like really very interesting filmmaking yeah. and you're like it kind of takes you out of you like whoa but there was this glorious glorious moment uh, where this thing happens and it kind of goes against your expectations and then sitting right behind us some guy just goes brilliant <laughs> <laughs> which reminded me of the time when I went to see Wolf Parade and the same thing happened where I think Siobhan from the Young Hearts Run Free Collective introduced them and she was like what a great privilege to be introducing this great band here tonight to perform for us all and you know just so you guys know uh, a portion of the proceeds from their merchandise will go to the Simon community and the split second the wonderful sweet spot before the applause kicks in one lone soul just goes brilliant <laughs> <laughs> I love it it's I hope it's the same guy all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah, around. yeah that's his catchphrase so <laughs> I guess um, well. my Mission Impossible series code ranking yes, go in order it. of preference would probably be at this uh, at point of recording seeing as we all asked uh, <laughs> <laughs> go on 514632 that was my old phone number that's pretty good that's, that's the code to the nuclear bomb <laughs> now, yeah, two, 2 was a bit ropey 2 is pretty yeah, bad even yeah. if I think it has stuff going for it including Limp Biscuits theme tune the direction is horrendous though. John Woo just, baby oh, so, so dated so I mean has anyone else at the table been doing anything significant this week obviously not as important as Mission Impossible 6 but Dahi 
Oh yeah, I, 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 uh, there's a new track, uh, two two tracks coming out tomorrow. So Hooray! I've been for the last four four or five weeks just been going hell for leather. I've barely been talking to you guys on any WhatsApp chats or anything yeah. like that. Just can we give one a quick spin right off. now? Sure. Take the wheel, yeah. Featuring Paul yeah. Noonan. Are we are we talking about Paul this now? I, I kind of had the schedule for later in the show, but we can talk about it now. Let's talk about it right. now. I think. All right, let's talk yeah, about it now. Did, did you not read the running order? It's news. It's not just a sign up. You've donkey <laughs> take the wheel written first thing on this. Sheet. No, but that's that was me like welcoming him back. If you look, if you look at page four, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the manifesto. If we're talking about pages, can we just talk about it? The quality of the paper <laughs> on which they printed. Oh, I've done Do myself. your employers know that you've used their printer? <laughs> Uh, so Dahi, you've got new material. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can I just say page top of page four column? Look what it says: Dahi done made new music. All oh, right, before the album review, but it's fine. It's very hot in the studio, and we've taken leave of our senses. Craig asked a question. Ask it again. I don't think he was listening. What, what did I ask? He's made new music. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that wasn't... But there was more of a statement. Um, Paul Noonan involved, obviously, this time. I remember the mm. first time I heard it. It was outside the garage where we oh, usually... Yeah congregate after this show <laughs> and I thought this is brilliant straight away it just seemed to work the collaborations how did that come about yeah, it was really wild it was like um, it's the first track that I ever released that doesn't have any drums in it which is like a really yeah, strange yeah, yeah. thing for me a primarily kind of electronic kind of dance kind of thing um, it, the track started out as a kind of a like <laughs> like a, an interlude for another track and then I had sent like a couple of di- different ones to Paul and uh, he picked up on this one and basically he he wrote he wrote like the lyrics for the, for the interlude which is only about a minute long mm-hmm. and then he just kept reversing the song and just singing more so he was just like you just need me to make this longer so we can actually turn it into a song and I was like okay cool done um, and then I mean like I, I had written most of the song in kind of France about like um, a, a good few months ago now it's October when, when I wrote it but uh, and then since then it's just been kind of working with different vocalists and stuff and, and Paul was unbelievable he has this really amazing studio in Dublin this really small little studio with a lovely piano and we uh, we kind of finished off the track there mainly um, but yeah it's been, been really good I've been building up to this for a really long time so I'm really really glad to get out there finally it's yeah. been a long regular time. reader of the show Fanula Jones 22 from Cork asked today <laughs> uh, a couple of questions one was when will you and I finally uh, start stop denying our true feelings for one another <laughs> and just and the second question was why Paul Noonan why Paul Noonan mm-hmm. um, Paul Boy Noonan no. for me is, is, <laughs> is like one of these people who can who can actually take like the kind of the Irish turn of phrase stuff yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and like actually make it kind of cool if you know what I mean um, and I really really like that obviously like the Irish culture thing is kind of a thing that I continuously come back to in music and stuff but like for him like I was when he first sent it back I was kind of waiting for this like those Paul Noonan moments you know and like that one point in the song where he just goes oh Jesus take the wheel I was like yes yes he did it so like yeah yeah that was that was one of the main reasons I think he's just an absolutely brilliant songwriter so. there is a performance video of you him and Sinead White in his studio which is in the National Concert Hall by the way mm-hmm. unbelievable yeah, place pretty fancy studio. Mm-hmm. and you sent me the video before it went online there's one of the perks of being yeah, friends no, it's, not a, it's not a yeah, it'll be out next week. 
Okay, right, so yeah. I've seen it. Uh, coming soon. <laughs> However, uh, what was my reaction? The first thing I said to you. God, he's handsome. God, he's handsome. <sighs> he's a very right. handsome man. It's ridiculous, like. Yeah, yeah, he's a very, Silver very handsome Fox. man. Fair enough. He's dreamy, all right. He's yeah. dreamy. He's a, and he's, he's dreamy on the track. He's got a very Nick Cave presence, I think, on the track. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's very, very close to the kind of the, the mic and everything, and we kept it very, very dry, um, so it feels like this kind of really strong amount of emotion and stuff. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. The track as well, if you listen to the background as well, it was kind of all the tracks that I've been writing for the last while I wrote the, a good amount of them when I went to France and uh, back in October and like you can hear in this track there's like an entire recording underneath everything of me like getting on the ferry for the first time so it's like the very first track and it's like me getting onto the ferry and there's an entire recording underneath of me going and going on that ferry so yeah it's got this bed of, of atmosphere underneath it, which I'm kind of really really happy with you know there's also I mean this whole thing is kind of like a new bit of a rebirth for you I mean like it's very very personal subject matter mm. you spoke about kind of like the dissolution of a five year relationship and the bounce back from that yeah and uh, you know with a new beginnings comes a new a new bio and I I, I, I read the, I, I read the bio that was sent out to uh, in the press release and I must say, I mean, like, whoever you got to do that, I mean, like, really <laughs> captured, I thought. Oh, the, Dave uh, Hannerty wrote the Jesus. fucking bio. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ almighty. It's all about him. It's all about him, isn't it? Let me have my moment. <laughs> cool, do you have any questions for our, for our musical guest, Colin? It's not the only track, is it, Di? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's also, there's another track uh, called In My Darkest Moments, which is like a, a proper kind of a techno banger that's joined with it, uh, with this artist called The Say, who's a um, really, really incredible vocalist who's going to be releasing stuff later on in the year. And then I have a Kubina remix, which uh, some of you guys probably know. Mm-hmm. Kubina is Mr. Amsterdam, he's now coined. Mr. Amsterdam. Yeah, he's now coined because he's living in Amsterdam. He's just an Irish dude living in Amsterdam. And that what constitutes making you Mr. What? Amsterdam. What a nickname. He was Mr. Amsterdam <laughs> when we went over. He was a great little He was fucking guy. great. Sounds yeah, more like he's won a bodybuilding tournament. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah, so actually, he's got very lean. Actually, he is. He's, he's, he's a sharp looking dude he's now. Cut out of marble. These um, days. But yeah, those three tracks and then like a club edit of In My Darkest Moments, they're all coming out on Friday when this podcast is airing. Right? That's so correct. Sure. And we will also play one of the tracks as our exit music this week. Thank you Indeed. very much. That was Dahi. Thanks very much for coming in, man. Oh, you're staying? Oh, sure. Look, I may as well. Yeah, you might as well. It's here now. Fine. Will you? He's hankering for a ginger beer with us later, so... He's desperate for that ginger beer. Uh, so, uh, something I, in my haste and my excitement last week that I didn't get to talk about is the Pope visit... To- <laughs> Obviously. The Pope He's been <laughs> bummed from the show for weeks now. <laughs> the Pope visit to Dublin. He's coming over for the World Meeting of Families, and there's going to be a musical reception mm-hmm. just for him. How far, how far away is it, first of all? Uh, August 25th. August 25th, yeah. 25th. In Croke Park. We've still got, we still got, a, we still got a way to get your tickets, folks. I thought you meant the Vatican. I don't know the Vatican. I thought distance from here yeah. to the Those Vatican. tickets sold out instantly. Like Did There's been really? huge demand for this kind of thing. Wasn't so. there, was, it, was it just rumours, or was it in actuality like loads of protests... Like there was a lot, lots of tickets bought up in protest of, like to stop people actually yeah. going. I think oh, that was, oh, really? I think that was over exaggerated. Yeah, though. probably. I, 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 I would imagine that it works a bit like international football. That like you know, there's only limited amounts put on public sale, and the rest is sent to parishes to distribute as they see There's a substantial priest guest list. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, media drops. Well, too. The, the, the corporates as well. Like <laughs> I mean, premium level seats. Maradona will be there. I can't wait for the Joe.ae review. Wine and dine important. If I go to it, I'll do a review. I did the I did the story of the music thing. Would you actually be able to? 
childhood. Is that like uh, a thing? Potentially, yeah. I mean, Without bursting into flames, like. Uh, or, or tears for the emotion of it all. I mean, like one of the reasons why I'm so gutted that I didn't get to say it on the podcast last week is because I didn't tell the guys in advance. And I was going through some of the, the names that are on this heavyweight bill of musical attractions. Daniel O'Donnell, Nathan Carter, Riverdance Troupe, some act called The Priests, lots mm-hmm. of Irish dancers, and of course, Craig's favourite, <laughs> Patrick Bergen. <laughs> I could yeah. not believe it. I can't believe you forgot. I told Lassie, you, oh, as soon as been, we stopped recording, as soon as we yeah, pressed I stop, lost I went, my mind. Oh, and then yeah. Greg screamed. Patrick Bergen, who I caught, luckily in some a more intimate environment. <laughs> Tell me, Ross, those yeah. days are over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it I was the most bizarre, surreal thing I've ever seen, and I'm sure it will be even more bizarre and surreal when he's performing for the Pope. Yeah, <laughs> one, perfor- one man who won't be performing is Father Ray Kelly, who well, seems a little bit upset about it. What a fucking loser uh, this guy so, is. Somebody he has is, stolen the song that he stole. Basically, <laughs> Nathan <laughs> Carter kinda, yeah. will be performing R.E.M.'s Everybody Hurts. Uh, apparently that is what this priest sang uh, to impress Simon Cowell on Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> so he owns it now. <laughs> well, yeah, he basically he wants to do a duet with Carter now, maybe, because obviously he hasn't been invited to perform himself. Hang on, this is Hulk Hogan levels of trying to get in and steal someone's heat. This is pathetic now, behavior. On, to be fair now, this is like, the story was broken by the sun by that dude, Ken Sweeney, right? So Elect- just, electric, electric Ken. Electric Ken. <laughs> we so should he, have an electric see, Ken drop. You can see, like, he fucking, he came in and just kind of went like, would be class if I called up this fucking priest now. Oh, this is and good journalism. And yeah. Thing, like. Oh yeah, but like, to be fair as well though, whoever is booking this Pope concert, I mean like, <laughs> oh, God. Well, I no, think it's like, Tyrone. Who sits down and makes the list and is like, Daniel O'Donnell, the priest, <laughs> Patrick Bergen, well, no, and then like, skips over Father Ray Kelly and just goes, Patrick Bergen. Yeah, well, so like, they're thinking but, about the people who are coming, not the actual yeah, pope, right? priests. What the fuck? Like Nathan Carter <laughs> is the most popular musician in the country. Hands down. Hands down. I guarantee you. Yeah, what? no, he probably 100% is. Like, yeah. So hang on, he hang on, more records than anybody else in the country. Hang on, well, I, feel, I, I feel like Joe Duffy, where, where, where this was a hotbed issue during the week, yeah. people debating the whole thing. Father Ray Kelly, I'm pretty sure, rose to fame. I think he was that guy who did, like, you know, he repurposed Hallelujah. Yeah. And at a like, wedding or and something. For a couple, it? and he's like, viral, you know, yeah. he's like, you join us here this special day. Oh, and I'm like, can you imagine? I, that fucking thumbnail, right, of him with his pious motherfucking face doing <laughs> this uh, was stuck on my YouTube recommends for about four months <laughs> solid. And I developed an irrational hatred of the man. That's because you've been watching <laughs> sermons every day, too. I'll do what I do to to unwind after a long day, and you <laughs> will not judge me for it, but sir. This, this is so Only not. God will. This, is, <laughs> yeah. this is so not becoming of a man of the cloth, is yeah, it? Yeah, like, yeah. The quote is something else. I, I'd love to know who made that decision was it the world meeting of families or was it Nathan Carter himself who decided he was going to sing the song or was it Tyrone Productions nobody has answered that question it was really funny when he brought up the quote uh, when he brought up like doing the duet with Nathan Carter as well there was this amazing line where he goes like uh, like I'm sure Nathan Carter is well aware of who I am and I was like oh, yeah and he on. also says he goes one of my fans and one of his fans said wouldn't it be fantastic if we sung the song together <laughs> oh yeah but I would definitely do that if they agreed to it. what a collision of worlds to be like <laughs> oh. Run DMC and Aerosmith <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, 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 one handy thing though is that you know because he is a man of the cloth if somebody tells him oh God decided he just has to accept it <laughs> so now with this guy no, I think you mean the Protestant God <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy has exposed himself as a bitter fame hungry hack but uh, if yeah, you're a priest exposing yourself that's probably Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's very, the best yeah, that's very different Nathan yeah, yeah. Carter made no comment on the issue when he was contacted by the Irish of course he didn't he was like no 
I have no interest in this. I'd say he's having enough hungry. issues to deal with with like people just being annoyed that he's playing for the Pope and that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Like. Well, I mean, we mentioned tickets being sold out for this thing, so you might think I'll get them on the secondary market. Well, <laughs> in the future, I like this a lot. In the future, that might be a little bit more difficult, Colin. <laughs> yes, uh, they have introduced uh, government legislation. Uh, the prohib- the prohibition, even. That was a tough word there when I wasn't, <laughs> when I wasn't looking ahead. The prohibition of above-cost ticket-touting bill. Catch you that. Um, <laughs> banning the above-face-value resale of tickets for venues with at least 1,000 capacity, which seems an odd little provision yeah, to throw the in hell? there. What's that about? Just I don't know. It's venue just like, in the country, like 999, going, yes! <laughs> yeah, just like... Throwing everything up yeah, on yeah. seat wave or some shit like that. Yeah, apparently it is ahead of the 2020 European Championships. Ah, there's the reason. Um, UEFA have sort of maybe twisted football their arm to put these rules. Again. Does? Yeah. F- football saves music, is that what we're saying? Football is corrupt, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're learning. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this is aimed at sort of controlling the bots and the sort of industrial level. You have ticket. to control those bots. <laughs> They're getting out of control. Exactly. A robot overlord scam. <laughs> Not start buying our tickets. No, but basically obsessed overlords. Yeah, it's it's more about the sort of industrial scale rather than you know that bloke with a thick Dublin accent who stands outside three arena or something like. Yeah, will it work? Is it a good thing? Well, it's a good thing if it works, right? Yeah, and yeah I've no love for the stop hubs and the seat waves no. and the Vigogos because it's so cynical. And you know, I mean, not totally confirmed stories, but you hear of certain promoters. Definitely well, helping themselves out. Well, themselves, and yeah, yeah there's it's, um, all sorts of awkwardness there. There's a lot of very shady elements as well, making a lot of money off it. Um, yeah, it's an area that's needed, that boxing clubs, it's needed yeah. regulation for some time. Yeah, yeah. So, so this I can only be a good thing. Step in the right direction, but was, again, it's not as noble as it might appear. There was, a, there was a Dublin guy who was in on Facebook on the story, uh, I can't remember who fucking put it down, but like the guy on Facebook in the comments, like top comment was just like, I guess capitalism is cancelled then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing you can't cancel. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> Capitalism will bounce back from pretty much anything. <laughs> I'm sure it'll get on fine. Yeah, no, I hope it, I, I hope the measures come in because it is a shame when people are fucked over by you know ruthless people who just want to get some yeah. coin. You know, yeah. The biggest problem with this, as we've discussed before, you know, with sort of like acts who are trying to do different things in terms of you know putting their fans on priority lists and blah blah yeah. blah, is that there's a constant sort of passing of the buck. As in, like, you know... Yeah, it's well, not her fault, isn't it? Yeah, and, like, you know, things like, you know, if you have, like, an ID system and blah, 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 well, that costs a lot to implement. Where does that cost fall? Mm-hmm. People aren't eager to take it on themselves. So, like, this, this should have some sort of positive effect. A yeah. step in the right direction, like Dave says. That, that that quote at the end with the Heather Humphrey saying that it is wrong that people who make no contribution to sport or music can profit from the resale of tickets for big events. I think that's a pretty good line. That, that is, is absolutely yeah. fair. Here, yeah. here. Totally fair. Um, let's run down the music uh, Mercury music nominees for that's this the, year it's the big one uh, <laughs> it's, the big it's the medium one it's no Ivor Novello no is it <laughs> we have in alphabetical order oh here we go Arctic Monkeys Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino Everything Everything's A Fever Dream Everything Is Recorded a self-titled album Florence and the Machine Highest Hope Georgia Smith Lost and Found King Cruel The Ooze Lily Allen, No Shame, Nadine Shah, Holiday Destination, Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds, Who Built the Moon, Novelist, Novelist Guy, 
Sons of Kemet, your queen is a reptile and wolf Alice visions of a life. I think I'll pass. Yeah, couple <laughs> of predictable, couple of surprises. There's at least four big snubs that I'm looking at. And here. there's a handful of absolute duds in here too. Yeah, so what do you think missed <laughs> out just, in just particular? Before we get into it, like, so is the is the Mercury Prize like per year or is it for a set time? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not calendar year, it's July, July to July. July. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think okay, the cutoff was the 20th. This right, year. so there's a load of 2018 albums yeah. that could also be included. I think it's difficult to justify... Florence and Noel Gallagher being in here ahead of Sophie, ahead Sophie, of yeah. Hookworms, Young Fathers, Young Fathers, Young Fathers and Let's Eat Grandma. They're like four of the best yeah. Hopkins, records I've heard. John, John Hopkins. Hopkins. Oh my God! Even, yeah, like, yeah. would have thought he'd be a shoe in. Like, I would have. Yeah. I would have been certain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, five Flo- massive. No, probably more than we're not even thinking of here. To be fair, I mean Florence. Like, what date was her album it's just released? Out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like she is snuck in. In, in terms of the actual yeah, I mean, cutoff I haven't date. heard the whole album but the, the singles are really good I thought yeah. but like, Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds I mean I don't know I mean know. like I'm a bit I of mean, a Noel Gallagher apologist and he by all accounts has got a bit experimental but really like yeah. I can't it's it's really milk toast. It's not mm. exciting. Yeah, I mean, no. like I'm glad Wolf Alice are in there. I love that album. And the yeah. Georgia Smith album is really really good as well. She has that song "Where Did I Go," which is like one of my favorite songs from last year. It's I really, thought really it was good. slightly bland, to be honest. That yeah, album. No, I, I really think really the R2 Monkeys album is there on merit. I mean, like they're there. I think it's great. Yeah. I love that record. I yeah. would say. I'm still kind of you know yet to form a full opinion on it, but like as I said, I like that it exists, and I think it's different enough to be there. But like, it's just a bit plain. Yeah, yeah no, no, Sophie no, no. and John would have been great. Like, yeah. I mean, how it do you comes not down, at least one of those albums? comes down to the panel, though. I guess, right? And these things. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I believe Marcus Mumford's on it this year. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> and some dude from like Radio X, which is just like, yeah, I think Best it's a lot of the Noel Gallagher explanation. <laughs> yeah. Do we yeah. think yeah. Marcus Mumford are. has heard the Sophie album? I Probably mean, not. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Sophie doesn't wear tweed. Uh, so I mean, she does. A, I don't know. It would have been such a good, like, exciting one. If you had to bet on a winner, like, it would have been such oh, a good, like, ad. Like, uh, if I had to bet on a winner, I mean, they often yeah. they, they always try and like get you with this. They always try and be like, oh, you think it'll be Arctic Monkeys, but it's actually Wolf Alice. But no, I'm gonna say they'll they'll go f- pretentious once again, and they'll be like novelist. I, I think the reason I can see Lily Allen doing it. To be honest, I did. I forgot to get an album out. Quite honest, kind of full time tweeter. I did totally pass me by. I think a lot of the controversy around this every year is the fact that it's some pretty pricey amounts to even get yourself in the running. Sure. Really, yeah. and like Jeff Barrow was saying today, it's just like, oh, yet again, the Mercury Prize takes you know whatever amount of quid off independent artists looking at them, and then just releases a very mainstream list as per usual. So then possibly yeah, even so. Sophie didn't even bother, maybe. Yeah, then. Lily Allen said that if she wins, she'll use the money for post Brexit visa applications. Mm. So I hope Wolf Alice wins. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'd like to see Arting Monkeys win because I think that's a fantastic I record. Like Lily Allen, to I sure. think everything, everything could have an outro shot. I kind of like think the so. Crit- yeah, King Cruel like album. album that was pretty good. Mm. And finally, <laughs> some sad news from this week. Uh, hopefully, there'll be even more positive updates um, by the time this pod actually drops. But Demi Lovato was hospitalised uh, for a possible drug overdose. Uh, reports since have said that she is awake and that she is well and out of any sort of critical serious condition. Uh, but obviously, a, a shocking story um, to break on was a Tuesday evening. Earlier Tuesday, uh, the initial report from TMZ and TMZ, unfortunately, when it comes to these things, are generally kind of accurate. But it appears they might not have been, or else this public this is publicist damage control. I don't know. But heroin was the word that was batted around, mm. and obviously that word takes a lot of you know focus in headlines and becomes the story very very fast. Sammy Lovato, um, young enough pop star, and has been exceptionally candid and honest with her struggles with sobriety yeah. and addiction over the years. Um, she was six years sober recently, and then put out. A 
song saying that she essentially fell off the wagon. She's struggled with cocaine addiction, amongst other things, and has been, like I say, very kind of candid about the whole thing, mm-hmm. a part of her personality. And it's strange. I mean, like, you know, I've... You know, you kind of try and avoid Twitter with these things um, yeah. because as fast as you see people kind of condemning or whatever, you see people condemning the condemners, and then you look it for the condemning. Weird battleground. But you look for the condemning like, tweets, and they're not really there. And yeah. it's like, oh, so it's like, let, like let's virtue little, signaling. Lot, yeah, you not let's say that, mate. Saying that, it's saying kind it. of preemptive. I'm argument. saying it. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. it. Come at me. <laughs> preemptive <laughs> argument. But I don't know. I, I think the ultimate takeaway from this is I hope she's okay. I mean, like you yeah. know, like it's like it's like <laughs> hot take, Dave. <laughs> no, but like like that's no. Kind of, you're absolutely I, I feel right. Like that's getting lost in some of the fucking think pieces. Yeah. Where but, it's but like, completely, the yeah. whole point is that like, <laughs> you know, in a situation like this. You don't need think pieces. You don't yep. need fifteen hundred words to express yeah. this sucks. I hope she gets better. Ah, but Which is basically all we really everything need to is say. A, everything's a catalyst for something else, mate. And it's like with regards to this, it's kind of like, yeah, like is, is are rock stars like killing themselves again? Sure. What's going on? I mean, like to be fair, like I mean, like addiction kind of goes hand in hand with mental health. In as much as like it's it's one of those things where like I think that people who would come out and maybe say, oh, like you know, fucking what a junkie or something that you're just like you're completely missing the point I mean sure. human beings build and human beings break and this is a high profile example of somebody who is trying to recover now and of course has the eyes of the world on her so yeah. but yeah I mean like the initial kind of update to the story is that she is conscious and with her family and all that kind of stuff so get well soon basically and yep. uh, stop condemning people who have problems internet for those of you who have been doing so yeah alright um, Dahi Dunn did new oh sorry we've done that uh, <laughs> we're finished <Dahi> Dunn. <laughs> take us through the tracks again <laughs> on to an album review for this week yeah. and uh, from criticising the internet will it continue? Oh, hey. Oh. Hey, love that because it's the internet and it sounds like this <laughs> an amazing link by the way Colm cheers you, brother I've had a great link you've had a great link and now the two lads have the pressure of linking step it up no, no pressure uh, no. what I'm you heard was no. Roll Burbank Funk the lead single from Hive Mind the new record from the internet uh, Craig a very quick primer for anybody who's not familiar um, uh, like seen for you know quite a long time as a bit of an odd future offshoot mm. um, you know very steeped in neo soul um, I think this is the fourth, yeah, fourth record, and they've been adding members to become a proper, fully fledged band. Um, most recently, we've heard each member do their own thing quite yeah. a lot mm-hmm. um, to kind of, I was going to say, varying degrees of su- success, but actually, I think across the board, all pretty strong releases. So this is a real coming together, as the title would suggest. And they've talked about this being um, the sentiment behind it about being about young kind of black people having some camaraderie and trying to encapsulate that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd heard a few songs already. Um, we we're kind of raving about them. So yeah, eager to hear what you guys think. 
Um, I really, really like this album. Um, I hadn't heard actually a huge amount before getting into this, but I've been using it to run with for the last like three or four days mm. and been listening to it pretty religiously. Um, I think the idea of putting together a band has been like an unbelievable choice for this band. You know, there was there was times earlier on where while they they have a really, really good reputation, they come across. There was some kind of stilted, disjointed stuff that came yeah. through. But this album, I think, is like seriously coherent. It's got this like really, really good, confident kind of pull together. It feels really mature. And it feels like every single track should be like together. They do feel like the one thing. But while also sounding really interesting the whole way through, you can pick out the tracks. Um, I think uh, there's been there's like really, really incredible moments in the album. That, like that this next time Humble Pie kind of mixed track is like yeah. unbelievable. And there's all these like really, really good like vocal hook refreshments and stuff that almost sound like kind of gorillas and stuff if you're kind of into like Catronada and like Solange and that kind of stuff it would be perfect for you like kind of thing you know? yeah I, I must say as well I love the way that like you say I mean you know it, like it is all very polished it sounds fabulous mm. this record but I think because they're secure in that they can sort of mess around with it every now and then there's there, there's moments where it literally sounds like it's finding a groove as in yeah, like yeah. the needle is actually taking like 16 <laughs> or 16 beats to actually slot in yeah, and like, yeah, there yeah. we like, go oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah exactly you kind of slide <laughs> into it like um i i think you know they're a band that have very much tried to sort of get on the same page before i mean you'd like it's there in their album titles ego death hive mind they're all the idea of you mm. know we're kind of drawing from the same source here but um this album is probably uh, the best example of it yet i agree with some of that oh. the page is too big basically is my problem with this record there's too much on it it's too it's, yeah there's like too i many don't tracks. i don't know if it's if it is that in, in like distinctive and distinguishable track by track it's kind of one big mood piece and they're very good at that uh, we heard it with the likes of Come Over and, you know, like, which is still a great song a couple mm-hmm. months on after its release. But I've, at times, almost at all times, this album is so laid back that it's fucking horizontal. Like, it I is mean, extremely laid back. Uh, you're saying you, you're running you to this music? Yeah, I'm like, absolutely. Whoa, yeah, I, like, yeah. I found this really hard to focus on when I was like working and I was like, this is too, it's too smooth, it's too chill, it's it's time and place music. Uh, like these are, you know, these are, it's good yeah. in a lot of respects for certain kind of moods and certain kind of situations and scenarios. However, I find it really hard to actively listen to this record like while doing other things, while multitasking or whatever and again, I mean, it is a good that's background. Not, that's, not, that, that's not what it's made for. Yeah. So, like, like yeah, that—that's yeah. can't really come at the album too hard for that, but uh, it didn't hold my attention over a thirteen-track run. Yeah, um, I think this is probably their best showing. Um, I agree, Dahi, that is definitely them at their most con- kind of coherent. Uh, the songwriting has kind of stepped up a bit, but actually, overall. I don't know if it's kind of greater than the sum of the parts of like the in- individual players. Um, so it doesn't feel like they're all coming together to make this, you know, big celebratory thing where we're all in the room and, you know, we're kind of aiming towards one full goal, you know, something uh, that's, you know, above and beyond. It doesn't really come true for me. And then you're missing out on the kind of intimacy of, like, say, Sid's solo release and other bits and bobs. You have a lot of different things kind of going on that are very nice, but I don't know if they always kind of, I mean, they're coherent, but I don't know if they always help uh, the other parts kind of elevate them in a way. I mean, like a song like Roll has an incredible bass line. Um, There's a lot of incredible bass lines here, but sometimes I feel a bit like, I don't know if they're having any kind of giving, lending any emotional heft to Sid's vocal which have improved and are improving but still feel still feel a bit 
a bit one note at times. No. See, I mean, I quite yes, yes. No way. I no no no. Like I mean, I'll meet you halfway and say that like. Oh, thank God. There, <laughs> there is a sort of a you know a consistent pattern to the way that she delivers in particular. But yeah. I just happen to think it's fantastic. I think she has yeah. that thing that Frank has that. Kalela, no, Scissor, neither. That sort of maybe no. Scissor. That sort of <laughs> Frank Ocean in this fucking podcast, and it just like closes but, down. Like but, Jesus but that, Christ, that sort of thing where even when she's being direct, yeah, it's like mood, still kind of like elusive, so and there's a lot yeah. of mystery there. I mean, I don't think she's mysterious though. I think she's vague. Vague, <laughs> yeah. Like, like Mood is, I think, is a perfect example of her at her, at her absolute best. Like, so the kid is like has this really, really good way of like, nice. building this like kind of like a full story from start to finish, and actually makes it feel like you're in the world. And I think, I think she does really, really well. I, yeah, I, I, I think I, it's also great on look what you started when yeah, like there's suddenly yeah, yeah. a bit of spike in there, and you're like, oh, yeah, all right. Do you think that if this was a Wyoming sessions project and thus was seven right. tracks long, yes, yes, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that you could. Well, it'd be one of the better albums of the year. The second half of the album is definitely stronger than the first. Album, first half, I think, and you could take out Stay the Night, I think is good, but I think you could take it out. Bravo, yeah. you could take out, and Wanna Be, you could take it out. Yeah, and then you'd have a w- much more coherent. I will concede that it probably is a, a little bit too long. Baggy. Yeah, but at the same time, I would Baggy. say that, you know, like, I mean, I think one of the reasons why this really works, and one of the reasons why we seem to appreciate it, particularly Dahi and I here, mm-hmm. is that, you know, it is a very coherent 13 tracks. I, I is, think there, is there a sense of achievement that would be rather thrown away if you made it a seven track record? As in making... I don't think the consistency is really all that much of an achievement because I don't know if the highs are there. It, like, it's, it seems to lose momentum for me. And the songs, like, I think the consistency becomes a problem because as Dave was saying, until you, you're on your fifth listen, you're kind of, well, this sounds like the exact same song again. Sure. And we have the, no, I mean, the guitar mood, with the wah-wah thing. The like guitar actually was moment. doing my head in after a certain... <laughs> wow, that wah-wah yeah, pedal... <laughs> It's very reedy. It genuinely like, starts to feel like a preset, and yeah. you're just like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. I mean, this is just not your style of music. I mean, can I ask the. Ah, like, uh, now that. Hold <laughs> up. Hold <laughs> up. How, okay, Cullum, you go first, but we're coming back to that. Is there a truism of sorts, though, that, like, when we're talking about, you know, this collective coming together and trying to kind of, like, distill to one sound, does that. Yeah, I think it's a compromise. Just say I think it sounds it's like very, a compromise. Yeah, I think they're like difficult that sounds, to branch out. Yeah. Yeah, you I know, think so. That they are actually a complete part of. I'm not sure there's a clear narrative message or statement here. It's just, I don't think they make each other better. Yeah, I'd probably go along with that. I don't know what I wouldn't go along with <laughs> is the assertion <laughs> that it's not for you, mate. I mean, like, like, yeah. I mean, like, but that's uh, that's such how long is a piece of string? I mean, like, like, that's one of the things where you can just throw that at anything. No, no, I don't. Like, I just mean that, like, you <laughs> like, might not be into it. Is, is what I'm no, saying. Like, I am I'm into saying, it. Like, it's like, not for you. That's, like, you. that's a totally different. How would you describe? No, Dave wants you to know that he is into it. He just doesn't like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. pretty much. <laughs> As a music critic, yeah, this is a uh, which the, you could stack onto anything. Yeah, but it like, does become a bit. What like style would you describe this as? Like, it's like R and B. Like, it's it's. I like R and B. I think yeah, like yeah. like Steve Lacey does a really really good job with like. I mean, there's parts where he brings in like all that like there's a Timbaland moment where like they get the cut ins and stuff. I think there's genuinely like really really good moments on this. I will concede that you, you could cut it down, but I think from one song to the other, I can recognize each song separately. And, and you, I really, you, really you enjoy, enjoy the retro vibe, do you? Do you oh, think? absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm a big fan of like that kind of like like I listen whenever. I'm doing like work and stuff I listen to that like beats to study to chill 
yeah, like yeah. stuff. And there's a lot of the, those elements in here. I really like the like the crunchy production of the drums, like kind of Caetronata stuff. Um, I think the vocal, while it is obviously like Sid the Kid is always kind of so chill and so calm and stuff. I think like the refrains and the cuts, and when Stable Lacey actually st- sings, it's like really really good as well. There you go. I'm in. I'm all in. I think one thing as well that might affect people in listening to this is that if for any particular reason one track bugs you or some element of it bugs you it probably doesn't shift up enough to for you to kind of leave it behind it's going to continue bugging you throughout the record so right, to speak, yeah. which means that you know it's only as strong as its weakest link so to speak i happen though to think that i mean okay there's there's some stuff that's maybe built around the vibe more than a particular purpose so to speak there are a couple of tracks where maybe they drop the ball slightly yeah, but yeah. for me I'm on board this with it, man. Felt, I like this. This felt like they built, like, like in terms of world building, this felt like they built a house, right? And they filled the house with smoke and haze, and then they were like, actually, let's just not go outside. Let's stay inside. And then that's the album. <laughs> oh, and that's on. why... I lost you somewhere. <laughs> it's a six out of ten. So you're saying it's a house that, and not a world, or there's the world, the house, or... They, or they, that's just a Borat sketch, <laughs> isn't it? Lost the their, man in the theatre like a man in the house. They lost their, they, they, they lost their ambition. They, they stayed in the house. They lost they their ambition. They stayed oh, in Jesus the house. Christ. So, hold on. Yeah. So they build the house, and then they should leave the house to show they're ambitious? Yes. So what, what happens to the inside of the house, then? It's just filled with smoke and they don't do what anything else What I'm trying else to say it. here is... <laughs> Did they forget to put doors in? No, no, no. Uh, it's like... Oh, the it, smoke would get out of the it's door. Like, yeah. Sorry, it's like, right. okay, now, uh, okay, I, I'm gonna, I'm thinking all this in the moment, so here we go. They went... <laughs> no. They went, they, went to, they, went, they went to a toy store, right? Okay? And they bought enough Lego to create an entire town, right? Then they just it's made a, a house. Town now. Yeah, they, a town. Yeah, this is the point. They made a house. A and they filled house. the house with smoke, right? Right. And then they went <laughs> and then they went, let's not build the did rest they put of the, the town. message in a box and did they draw the box around the world? No. <laughs> the house <laughs> is very well yes. constructed. The house is very, very Brian well constructed. Gags. The house very, is very okay, yeah. It's a very well constructed house. With Lego. With Lego. But then the, it, the, what they've done is <laughs> they've put it in a ghost estate. <laughs> right. And, but and are they using all of the Lego th- enough to build a town? No, 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 with th- this there's one tons house? of Lego over here not being used. Okay, right. And they've used so much Lego in this one thing that they got a bit bored, and then they were like, "Okay, this will do." And that's why it's a six out of ten. It is a six out of ten. It's I'm going six out of ten at all. I don't know what's worse, right, Dave Stapleton, or the fact that you just happen to agree. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about his workings. Times marks are there. He got like, there in yeah. the end, and he did get the answer. I like it. I would go. I'll give it an eight. Wow! Yeah. I'll go. For, I'll go for a strong eight. Okay. Like right. A, like well, I really like eight. next time humble pie. I think that's the best track on it. Just to. Oh, yeah, I feel like great. I was being that's too negative. Up. It's a. It's sure. a six. Like it's a good six. Okay. But, fair yeah. enough. From it's definitely listening to. From the hive mind to a man drenched in honey, he will kick off our songs of the week. <laughs> it's Zane. <laughs> trying to keep that link game going guys <laughs> so Zane put it- some more about smoke <laughs> because this is clearly Zane's an ode to cannabis yeah. Yeah. full of smoke 
Zane is back with a song called Sour Diesel. It has artwork in which it's a weird, like, side of a van that you would avoid and not let your child go anywhere near. Uh, kind of spray paint decal of, I guess, Zane as a cartoon character with the, like, MF Doom. Yeah, what the mask? hell is yeah. the story with that? It's, like, it's so stupid looking. Uh, so, anyway, but people you- have said that this is a really cool, killer R&B summer dark little sexy jam. I think it's garbage. And I'm <laughs> uh, officially giving up on Zane. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think any hope that we are holding out is kind of gone now. His journey to being a complete fucking normie is complete. I mean, like, <laughs> well, no, but ages ago, I mean, like, back, what was it, our second episode, I think? Second or third or fourth. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the first album that we ever reviewed on yeah, the show. Second, you're right, yeah. We said that, you know, like, between the fact that obviously, like, you know, he's got more interesting experiences and surely, you know, more interesting stories to tell than the vast majority of 20-odd-year-old pop stars out there. Um, even the fact that, you know, like, using, like, Urdu and kind of, like, the subcontinental sounds drawing on his heritage, um, you know, th- like, there there was options there for him and there were ways in which it could become really interesting and it seems with every release since whether it's just allowing himself to be sung off his own track by Sia or just turning out this sort of cookie cutter, you know, like, let's write a song and hand it to the next bloke through the door. I mean, it's really disappointing. This is a song that's not going to stand out. This is a song written to blend in, basically. Yeah. It's so unsurprising. Like, if, it, like, if, some, <laughs> like if, if someone told you that this was Daniel Beddingfield's comeback, you'd go, all right, yeah, yeah makes sense. It's totally anonymous, just pop rubbish. Um, it's, you know, it starts off strong enough, kind of, with, uh, with the start of a, a kind of hook, like a a verse thing going on that I'm like, okay, you've kind of got my attention. And it just really goes nowhere in a way a lot of kind of commercial pop does now where it's just on this loop of we've got one kind of semi-decent hook. We're just going to drag it out because we've got something approaching a groove and this doesn't work. Yeah, um, I, I reckon he has an album in the bag and this isn't going to be included in an album and it's like shot out before an album. Right. Um, again, it doesn't, it doesn't, does it doesn't do the thing that I want Zane to do, like that really exciting, actually proper yeah. pop thing with like a proper electronic undercurrent. Um, he definitely has more stuff in the bag. I'm, I'm not like ruling him out just yet. Um, the MF Doom thing is really weird. I don't really understand it. Uh, the, the vocal mix in this is super strange. It's like really panned wide and like doesn't make any sense. I don't really get it. And it sounds like it should be in a Bulmer's advert or something like that. Yeah. And that's, that's a bit it's rubbish not great um, <coughs> an act that have been around for longer than Zane probably longer than he's been alive I would think so so they yeah. should know better really yeah, yeah. <laughs> is uh, our old friends the Prodigy and they got a song called Need Someone So a few years ago, The Prodigy had a song called Ibiza with Seaford yeah. Mods, which was probably the worst song of that year, comfortably, I think. And, you know, you get the odd bit of Prodigy fun. They are what they are. They're a band that I really liked growing up. You know, they were just kind of different, I suppose, for that kind of thing. Sure. At least, you know, you didn't have mass access to every type of music. Yeah. But it really has become come get your dad. I mean, there I was, there I was, there I was having a nice day. Like I cooked a bit of lamb, I bought a new washer dryer, and I was like, let's see what tunes Hanners has sent out. 
I mean, I, like, I don't know if anybody has listened to or seen The Prodigy, like, without being monged since about 2002. And I don't know why you would either. I think you would need vast amounts of class A drugs to find anything worthy in this track. Yeah, it has, you know, like, half a musical idea and half a kind of vocal idea and it all adds up to them not clearly not having a clue whatsoever anymore what they're doing i mean they've been i guess going back to the roots for like the last 15 years so they're just trying to recreate the you know past glories of just before they came commercially massive with uh keith flint as their like which was what 96 i 96, guess 96 97 yeah. you you forget how massive they were as well like True, they were huge, the number yeah. one album in the, in the US like yeah, but, just, but, but, again, but, but again yeah. 22 years ago yeah um trying to recapture the zeitgeist of 22 years ago is not a recipe with, for producing with no great ideas, dance like, music. Absolutely no well, this ideas. is, yeah, Liam Howler, who's like the brains behind the whole operation, has just been... Stretch, has, be, has just been... a generous <laughs> choice of words. <laughs> well, compared to Keith Flint. Sure. <laughs> um, has spent, like, the last 15 years trying to do things he did for over, like, a three-year period in the early 90s, and it's just not... The fire isn't there. It's just, yeah, it's... um. It's not good. This is not a good song. It's not enjoyable at all. Yeah, there's just there's just absolutely no fresh ideas here. It's like phoning it in completely. It's a really, really bad song. Album yeah. coming. Album coming, guys. Called No Album Tourists. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> won't, be, won't be checking that one out. Won't be taking that trip. So uh, <laughs> up next, though, the 1975 return with a song that sounds like a lot of other songs and is political. It's called Love It If We Made It. Have you not listened to those lyrics, sir? I have, yeah. He talks about Trump. He talks about dead uh, three-year-old boys on beaches. He mm. talks about the death of Lil Peep. He talks about Kanye. Uh, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's political. And the whole thing is basically like, you know, I think we're fucked, but I hope that we're not. It's yeah. it's his um, Billy Joel kind of, we didn't start the we fire. Yeah, or like Oriam, it's that, the end it? of yeah. the... Yeah. Hang on. I mean, like, in terms of musical, surely you got what I got from this, did you? Like the beat, the music, the arrangement, the melody, the lift. Did you get it? Is a specific song. Oh yeah, because he's still on his uh, Blue Nile thing. Which that's I'm, it. Which, it's the yeah. Downtown Lights. Yeah, yeah. But he's been doing that for a bit, and it's just it's just so awful when he does. It. I wish he would leave <laughs> leave her Paul Buchanan alone. Yeah, <laughs> I really I like the track. I thought it was really enjoyable. Was I can't good. stop listening to it, and I don't know if that yeah, means yeah, I like yeah. it or not. But I can't stop listening. So to it, it got a bit of a killer's vibe to it in parts as well with the vocal mix and stuff. Yeah, it's good. I like. I think the delivery is kind of hurt by the rhythm. It's as though like. The passion has kind of been strangled by the meter that he's put on himself. Yeah, I couldn't because, hear. A, I couldn't hear a lot of those. Yeah, it's not until the chorus that you feel like he's really actually kind of able to give it some, I suppose. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you know, he, he he's been quite direct on the fact that you know, like he writes for fans who, as as he said, like you know, are of an age where everything is the fucking apocalypse, and I think that's kind of reflected in this song to the point where it might jar slightly, where it's like you know, yeah, as you say dead three-year-olds on beaches 
and little peeps died and you're kind of like but I'm not sure however he uh, he starts second verse by saying poison me daddy which was also used as part of massive billboard campaign for the song coming out and that is like a big thing amongst the cool kids on twitter oh let's use the word daddy choke me daddy all that kind of shit is it? so as a result well, of that that just dilutes everything from the rest of the song because they're like oh, he said poison me daddy and oh my choker necklace got a little bit tighter like you know it's that kind of bullshit you know but it's a it's a thing where it's him trying to it's the lyrics as if you're going through your kind of newsfeed or like mm-hmm. scrolling through Twitter. Modernity it's, has failed us, and he it's said. not it's not a particularly well executed. The the tune itself is totally grand. I agree. Yeah, I don't and I love like the kind of eighties throwback. That yeah, it yeah, fully goes in. It sounds like Fall Out Boy as well. The drop in is really really nice. Well. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's the Blue Nile bias. It's definitely f- totally fine. I think it fears more towards a kind of Steve Winwood kind of thing, and that's grand. We can all enjoy. I it quite like it. Yacht rock. It's I quite like fine. it. I think it's surface enough, even though he's he's like lyrically is going beneath the surface. I mean, like I yeah. I, I do think I, I like that mix. I like the mix, kind of like you know, like here's a buoyant stroll tune, but also it's quite dark. And I I actually think his cadence is really good. I, like I, I think he's. He clearly cared about this one, whereas I think, yeah. I think Give Yourself a Try with its poxy fucking Joy Division guitar line, which just was well, burned. That, that had first single written all over it. Did it, it like. though? Like, this could have been the first well, single. Not, not in a good way, sorry. I meant as in, like, we're playing for radio play here. Well, I suppose. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, this has been more intrigued with the album than anything else, so. Yeah. Mm. They're an interesting band. I mean, like, you know, I, I wrote they them are. off. I wrote them off a long time ago, and I wonder if there's more to them than Craig is not convinced. <laughs> well, they're, like, see, they're this, vaguely this, this, interesting, this, this, but if this is, like, who we're pinning our rock and roll hopes on. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, rock and roll. Yeah, it's pop. Yeah. It's pop. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely pop. It's all yeah. rock. It's yeah. all rock and roll. I'm more like, like, <laughs> I, I mean, well, I like if you it. got your shades on. <laughs> like, I definitely feel there's way more to them than initially meets the eye. The problem is, can they actually pour that into a song or into an no, album? No, they can't. Well, they, ha- they haven't done it thus far, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's always something that means like I'll hold out hope of okay, sorts yeah I mean to be fair I admire the effort uh, anyone that likes the Blue Nile has to have some semblance of taste and again this is perfectly listenable so yeah if Fuck. you want rock and roll I've got two words for you mate fucked up That was Raise Your Voice, Joyce, by Fucked Up, Canadian kind of, I guess, not quite metal, not quite hardcore, hard punk, yeah, hardcore. post-hardcore. They sell themselves They're kind of like Canadian punk. hardcore, which is like more polite hardcore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they sell themselves as punk. Uh, I've been into this band for quite a while. Uh, I heard Queen of Hearts a few years ago off the excellent album David Comes to Life. Um, and Glass Boys followed that a few years ago. I reviewed that record. I really enjoyed it. Saw them in uh, Andrews Lane Theatre slash Hangar, which is now gone. Um, on the day of, uh, it was the marriage referendum vote, and mm. it appeared that it was going to be a yes vote, and the atmosphere in the place was awesome, to the point where we had a fucking Daniel Bryan yes chant as he oh, came out, because he's a fan. Uh, Damien Abraham is the singer here. Uh, they have a style... 
generally quite fast gravel vocals uh the the promise of hope mixed in with the kind of harsh reality of the world that we live in whether he forms a dystopia or just comments on the real world uh, that kind of stuff uh it's a it's a it's a style that works for me and i think the song is great Die. Um, yeah, I mean, this wouldn't necessarily be my thing at all. I, I love uh, just being like, die. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll chip in a minute. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I totally, I totally get it. And it's kind of like, I don't know, like, I would be a fan of the way that vocal delivery works and stuff. But like, I can get, I can get why somebody would like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I mean, predictably enough, I do have the same issue. With the it reminded, it reminded Man. me of... Uh, when I was in college, I don't know if I don't think I've told the story in the podcast before. Uh, my, my mate's roommate was a vocalist in a metal band, and uh, their bassist blew an amp. So, like, obviously, they had to take like five or ten minutes, but he didn't want to sort of leave the facade of the character he'd built up down. So he stuck a foot in the amp, leaned into the crowd, and went, "We apologise for the delay. <laughs> we are having technical difficulties." <laughs> And that's kind of what I thought of listening to this song. I was like, you've written a very bright and enjoyable sort of rock song. But then, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, like you say, gravelly vocals, just like, I don't know, overselling it, basically. It's overkill. And as well, I'm fully Father Ted, like, we've got to do something about that sax solo. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of enjoy that thing. Um, but now this, like, if everything is rock and roll... <laughs> <laughs> this post-hardcore is more pop than Zane. This is a great song. Thank you. Yeah, it's oh, a, like it's totally did, addictive. There's definitely it's pop elements to like, yeah. And it is, they are very punk. I mean, this is this could be Ramones. This could be kind of Misfits. Um, it's very kind of simplistic, but great. I like the more digital kind of synthy touches underneath it all as well. It's kind of got that comic book fun flavor, which they often have as well. Um very as much is now kind of reminiscent of like 80s stuff as yeah. well you kind I think of I'd have loved it. this tune back when I was skateboarding oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. There's, totally. there's a new album coming out is there, there is uh, I forget when it's coming out but it's coming out apparently soon. unpalated all the strings on it interesting yeah he did and what's more he described this as um, their screamadelica he says yeah, it's quite, yeah, yeah. quite a psychedelic tra- a record fucked up are a very exciting band yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this track actually came out with uh, like a b-side of sorts they I do suppose that a lot. it yeah, was yeah. kind of stuck onto the end of the video and it's a far more mellow track the name of it escapes my mind right now but uh, yeah it does suggest that it's going to be an interesting record to hear and like I say the fact that they're not afraid to embrace that slightly mellower side as well means that if it hit a happy medium where you have like the pop construction of this song without perhaps the OTT vocals which (laughs) you know spike which just grated me a little bit could be really good speaking of psychedelic You linked to it. You linked to it, and you stole. You stole my sum of their fucked up. I was gonna. I was gonna say there's an urgency and a vitality to them, and we need them right now. I'm very glad that they're back. But Dahi has brought us into the final track of the week, which is "Burnt Out Star" by a band called Pond. So, uh, Aussie psych rock, yeah, as chosen uh, by Craig Fitzpatrick. They are basically the team, like 
Tame Impala was their offshoot, right? Yeah, yeah. I believe uh, Kevin Parker was their drummer, drummer right? Yeah. And yeah, he's he's had a hand in everything they've done since. And there's and one of them, one of them is just in both bands. Yes, yeah, yeah. straight up, it's like yeah. A, yeah. rotating cast or whatever. And I mean, as great as Tame Impala are, this is a band who don't always hit the marks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're definitely not on the same level in terms of kind of renown or anything like that. But when they're kind of firing on all cylinders, they have that potential to do something really spectacular and like kind of create a masterpiece maybe this has me very excited I would have said Fucked Up was my song of the week but this is one of my songs of the year I think I think this is fantastic I think bits of it are my song of the year no I like it well it's eight minutes long and the first three uh, yeah. are spectacularly immersive but I think that if that doesn't do it for you it kind of goes off on one for the last mm-hmm. five and if you're not kind of going along with it I want to guess the drums though yeah, yeah when the drums come God. in the last two or three minutes that's when I'm like oh yeah it's an LCD sound system moment it's like this thing where you like you hold off of this thing you build it up I'm absolutely dying to see this track live because yeah. I would say yeah. it's like this part where like they've built up and they're on like the fucking the final run home and they start with this part for the very run it's just yeah I really really like this song but Dave I dare I ask do you think this is a song that uh, is best heard uh, over speakers or <laughs> to some other Audio medium. Uh, I would say that if you can finagle some kind of contraption to either go into or over like your a headset, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say try and get as intimate as you possibly can with the sound. Like find a way to get it closer to your ear canals than just say a speaker. Yeah, it's a great track. I love it. So. Uh, other listening corner, boys and girls, what have we been listening to this week? I've been listening to the new album from The Black Queen, which was the side project of Dillinger Escape Plan frontman Greg Picciato. But now that Dillinger Escape Plan have shuffled off this mortal coil, they are his uh, day job, I suppose. Uh, the album's called Infinite Games. It's their sophomore effort, and it's out at the end of September. So imagine my surprise when it randomly appeared in my inbox this week. On a very difficult Monday, I was very happy to have it. So, uh, yes, uh, less screamy, basically. If you're a Dillinger fan and you've never heard The Black Queen, he doesn't scream with this band he does more of the singing kind of steeped in the knowing 80s aesthetic and the first record was more kind of upbeat pop bright vibes with a bit of darkness this one doubles down on the darkness there's not that much in the way of pop bangers but they have incredible moments and there's a serious level of just kind of finesse I suppose to this kind of stuff I've yet to fully get into it but so far so good and I've also been listening to uh, mentioned on the show before played him as Exit Music once twice A. Smith who's been releasing tracks this year kind of individually uh, stealing Dahi's thunder <laughs> uh, he is X-Van Music current uh, sandwich ar- architect and uh, I have slagged off the former you going with this? and I've uh, praised the latter but uh, he's been releasing kind of tracks here and there and they've been of an interesting kind of bent and the latest one is called Second Moon it's folky and acoustic which I wasn't particularly expecting from him and he basically said that it's a song that he's been trying to write for years came to him one day in a fit of inspiration and he managed to get it down in one take and he's very happy with it however I will let him talk more about that when he guests on the show next week oh exciting times uh no reason at all, to be honest, but I've been listening to loads of Kate Bush this week. Oh, Aww. that's such a Craig answer, isn't it? <laughs> Every week I come in with my old records, and you talk to you Wait a second. There was that, I think it was the second annual. There was this thing in Dublin where people like dress up. Like oh, the Wuthering, yeah, the Wuthering Heights, Heights Day in St. Anne's Park. And yeah. you haven't been around up? for a couple yeah. of weeks, Colin. Oh, no. No, I did, I did not do it, actually. No, what it came from, quite bizarrely, is a scene from uh, Happy Valley, that TV show. There's just two... Uh, consecutive scenes where woman's listening to Kate Bush and I was like it's been a while and then I started playing it just pretty much non-stop uh, trying to teach my fiance who Kate Bush is to start with it has not gone well 
one of the standout questions while watching the video for Wuthering Heights was, was this considered good at the time? <laughs> what? Yeah, I know, yeah. Even my mother just stared her down. I have two questions, because uh, yeah. you mentioned Nina before, but like, number one, who does she like? And number oh, two, what's, what's getting played at that fucking wedding, mate? Mm. That's what I want to know. Yeah, uh, she likes Britney, and what is getting played at that wedding will be uh, the subject of a lot of discussion <laughs> over the next couple of months. Dahi, what have you been listening to? Give me the audio lead. Yeah. You can vote. If you're a no-encore fan, you can vote for his first time. Uh, I am going to one of my favourite bands of the weekend, uh, which is Caribou, who's going to be playing in, in Galway. Their only Irish show this year, I think. Um, so I have been going back again to both of my, some of my favourite albums, Odessa and... Um, Oh my god, what's the name of the fucking Favorite album? Favourite albums, eh? God damn it. <laughs> name five That's of the songs. Our Love, isn't it? Jesus Christ. That last uh, one was yeah, it? Yeah, Our Love, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got new shit, guys. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, Knowledge has been dropping mixtapes on his band camp um, kind of throughout the year, um, and they're all great, and they're all about like nine minutes long. He released two this week, uh, GT2, which I kind of just jumped on recently enough. I think a new one came out yesterday. I had a quick listen. It was brilliant. But yeah, they're free to stream there. Obviously, it was one half of No Worries with Anderson Pack. Uh, if you're a Dilla fan, check out his stuff because he's a brilliant producer. And also, Jay Paul is back. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Paul shit. Institute. They dropped two more tracks from those artists we'd never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Did you listen to Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah they're really good songs. Fabiana Palladino, who is... is yeah. Particularly very good. Um, she produced it, and you've got some Jay and AK doing their guitar is and the, vocals. Is the same setup as Avoided to go into a website. And yeah, yeah, pretty much. I actually, I think they're on Spotify now, so they're worth oh, checking, checking out. Huh? Bit of a yeah. I don't know how the construction's getting on. I don't know about that. Um, they're going to build a super hotel in Dublin, yeah. um, but still churning out great stuff. Um, at great. Quite the right now. Two tracks a year. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as good as your cinema uh, yeah, going experiences. Okay, cool. So next week when Craig gives us his review of Mission Impossible 6. Oh, yeah. We'll but get for into now, it. we thank Dahi Drone, our special guest this week. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Thanks for coming in, man. Thanks, guys. Uh, this episode thank of you, No Encore was engineered by our sonic architect, Eve Murray, and our exit music this week will, of course, be from Dahi Drone. Thank you very I think much. I think we're going to go with Take the Wheel on this Cheers. one. The Paul Noon featuring Melancholic Gloom and a bit of Bright Hope in there as well, maybe, perhaps. Aw. So, my name is David William Hanrady. This has been No Encore. There will be No Encore. And here is... The golden boy himself. <laughs> Johnny Johnny would take the wheel.
podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.